You're listening to the Mommy Influencer Podcast, where we dive into motherhood social media marketing and hear from inspiring mommy influencers, brands, and industry experts to bring you the inside knowledge, tools, and strategies to grow your influence in business through purposeful online content creation. I'm your host, Christy Keen, and I'm a Navy veteran and registered nurse turned stay-at-home mom turned full-time motherhood influencer on track to be a six-figure earner this year through social media marketing alone. So come in and cozy up, mamas, and get ready to take your influence to the next level. Okay, you guys are in for a real treat today with today's guest, Stephanie Peltier. Um, but I'm sure you guys all know her like I do on Instagram as Honestly Mommy. And she uses comedy and sarcasm through her Instagram and blog to give a lighthearted look at motherhood and social media. But what I love most about Stephanie is that she is not afraid to share the raw truths about what goes on in the mommy influencer space. And I cannot wait to hear what she pulls the curtain back on in today's episode. So Stephanie, I'm so thrilled to have you on today. And why don't you tell listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Thanks, Christy. No, I am so excited to be here and just pumped about this podcast because I wish when I got started, there was something like this, like moms supporting moms and telling each other like how how to make it in this space. And for yes. me, you know, I'm just all about humor. Like you said, I've always had a sarcastic personality. And so my Instagram account has just become Oh gosh, like this really fun creative outlet for me, but also just like an extension of my personality. Like I've always been very dramatic. Um, I used to sing professionally for quite a few years. So I've taken all those different aspects of my personality and kind of rolled them into this like online persona of it. Like it's really me. I don't feel like I'm faking it anymore. I feel like I'm really being true to myself and who I am, but I've started doing like the parody videos and I do a lot of uh, sassy and humorous posts. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause I I'm just, like, you are a true entertainer for sure. Thank you. Yes. No, that's exactly what I'm going for. I want a fun and happy space that moms can come to that's judgment free where we can all just like encourage one another and laugh together and kind of, you know, like talk about the hard parts about motherhood, but really spur each other on to like, let's do this. We've got this ladies. And So I just try to create a really encouraging and uplifting space. Well, I love that. And you are doing an absolutely fantastic job. If that is your goal, you are nailing it, sister. You are doing so good. And how did you get started with it? Like what what did that look like for you? Did just one day you were just bored and started making content or were you really purposeful from the start? Like (laughs) A little bit of both. Um, so I actually started three weeks after my second baby was born, which is a terrible time to dive into a blog and Instagram account. Like I do not recommend it, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, partly I was bored. Um, at that time, my husband was a security officer. He was on nights, so he was never around. Um, and he was full-time in school. So he worked full-time, he slept during the day and he was doing school like all the time. I was so lonely and so bored um, and I felt really isolated as a mom, just that um, I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't really have anybody I could talk to. And I, I'm an introvert, so that's not always bad, but there still comes to, there, you know, like I came to a point where it's like, I was so, I was just lonely. I was so lonely and yes, yeah, so bored. And I have a bit of an entrepreneur spirit in me that I just, I find ways to make money. It's just part of who I am. 
Um, and so, yes. Yeah, so getting into it, I actually have a cousin uh, who is another Instamami on this space. Uh, she used to go by Cultivating Motherhood. Now she goes by Sophia Elray. And so she's my – Wait, cousin. I did not know she was your cousin. Yes, I know. Nobody would um, – because we're like – She's going to be on the podcast next week. No way. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Sophia is my cousin, and I watched her grow her normal Instagram, just like her, you know, everyday Instagram account into an influencer account. And it was really interesting to watch. And I also knew that she was getting a crap ton of free stuff. And I was like, okay, all right. How do I get on the free stuff train? Because that sounds amazing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> part of it was I was bored. I think that's how we all start. <laughs> right? I want a few free things. So part of it was I was just straight up bored and I was lonely and I've always liked writing. So I started the blog because I wanted to write. And then the other part was is I had watched, you know, one of my friends do it and she was, you know, getting some success at it. And so I went, okay. So blogging, I always knew people could be successful at blogging, but I didn't know that Instagram was a thing. Like it was kind of still starting out three years ago. It wasn't huge yet. And so, so I was a little bit of both. I kind of went into it blindly, having no idea how much work it truly takes. Um, And then I also did go in purposefully going, I want to build this account to the point that I can start doing what she's doing. And so, uh, so how did you get your first 10,000 followers then like you obviously you started the page you had a purposeful kind of path you wanted to follow and then what did it look like getting that first 10,000 followers it looked like crickets it looked like nothing (laughs) it looked like no growth um I struggled for probably the first year year and a half to just like I didn't know what I was doing. And I always, I started out with honestly, mommy, that's been my name. And I was like, okay, I want to be honest. Like I want to be super real about like motherhood and the struggles and like, it's not all butterflies and rainbows. And so I kind of wanted to go against like counterculture to, you know, Instagram and kind of what I saw with all the Insta mommies and kind of like the perfection that I saw. And so I would post pictures of like my laundry and poopy diapers, things that Nobody cares to see. They don't They don't want to see that, especially with a, a bad Instagram filter and they just, yeah. So right off the bat, nothing. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until- What uh, year was this? When did you get started? Sorry. So, let me just no, that's okay. So my daughter- When you said bad Instagram filters, it took me back. Oh my gosh. 2016? 2016. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So 2016. And I just knew nothing. I, I knew nothing about editing photos or- how to even take a nice photo. And so it took me a good year to really go, okay, this isn't working. Like crickets, nothing is happening. Um, and so I really overhauled my feed and I started getting noticed by a few other mommies who I think I had around like a thousand followers then or something um, who had similar following. So we started doing like the shout outs and stuff like that. And I got invited into like my first like pod And one of the mommies in there went from like 2,000 followers to like 15,000 overnight. Like I kid you not. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? Why are you so amazing? And so I asked her, like I am a super down to earth, nosy person. And I'll just be like, hey, girl, what's going on? So so we started chatting. (laughs) He told me about Mass Planner which was an app that it's not around anymore. Instagram shut it down. Um, but it did the follow unfollow method for you, which I know everybody's like, Oh my gosh. 
Um, yes. So I did, I signed up for Mass Planner. I paid like 20 bucks or something like that. And, you know, my little robot did the follow unfollow method for me. And I grew, I think I grew to like 8,000 followers or close to 10, somewhere in that ballpark before I realized that I was literally screwing my account up because all these like spam and like bot accounts were following me and stuff. And then I panicked. <laughs> I oh, panicked. yeah. I went and- I'm sure. Yes, I hand deleted over 2,000 accounts. Do you know how much time it, yeah, it, that was dumb. It was dumb. Um, so it, like, it stifled the growth of my account and set me off at like a horrible, it set me off on a bad foot for real. Um, and from there, I think it took me probably six months to a year to really rebound from that again and start seeing real growth. But yeah, so so my first 10,000 followers came through a means that I would not suggest to anybody. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Do do real growth. Meet people, be genuine when you follow. Yes, but I can say my growth from there has now been Yeah. I have real moms who follow me, not bots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it is oh. so awesome and brave that you're like you are willing to own it and share that because I know probably there's so many moms out there who are just getting started in the space and seeing the same thing. Like, how is this mom yeah. getting all these followers right away? And the truth of it is there are some shady yeah. – no, sorry to call your method shady there in the beginning. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> but, you know, there are these – other methods and tactics that people are using and they aren't being open and upfront yes. about. I, di- I actually didn't know there was bot services that do follow yep. unfollow. I just thought it was like yep. people that do the follow unfollow. Right. Um, yep. And it always hurt my feelings. Like I was not aware of the follow unfollow for so long. Like I would be like, oh my God, look at this cool mom who was following me. And I'm like, oh, yes. like I would feel so fancy and special. Yes. And then, and then they go ahead and unfollow to, and then, Yeah. Yeah, and I would I was blind to it for so long. I'm still thinking these moms were following me. So I mean I you know, and then when oh, I noticed no. they didn't, I was like, Oh my feelings are hurt. Yes. And like I think that's the most painful thing to me is that, you know, I've I know I put a bad taste in people's mouth way back in the beginning. And I didn't know any better. It's what, like, if you listen to any of the podcasts or like I signed up for like those free webinars and stuff, and that's what everybody told me to do. They told me to do the follow unfollow method. I was like, okay, this is what big accounts are doing. This is how they're doing it. Like I need to do it too. And then I, you know, I didn't even realize the bad taste that I put in people's mouth when you do shady things like that. And so that was really hard. And like, I share a whole blog post about it on my blog, just like lay it out, talk about why it was so dumb, mainly because moms still reach out to me to this day who've done similar things. And they're like, you know, can I rebound from this? Can I come back from it? And yes, like, I'm like, I'm a walking testimony that yes, you can. It's just going to take you, like, it's going to be twice as hard for you to grow. And you are really going to have to work on your content and like what you put out there because you stunted your growth in some senses, but yeah. it can be done. It can be done. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. And I so appreciate your honesty and just candor with that whole situation. And I, I'm actually going to link that. Um, if you'll send me that blog post, I'll yep, link that because totally. I think a lot of people 
their minds are probably blown right now too. Like, what is this follow unfollow thing? And (laughs) not that they want to do it. I'm sure they just want to be like, oh my gosh, has this been happening to me? And I had no idea. Yes. It explains so much when you finally figure out why these accounts keep following you three times a day and then unfollowing you at the same time. It makes a lot more sense now. Yes. Oh yeah. Big big light bulbs going off everywhere (laughs) for sure. Right. And then what I think is awesome is that you've able you almost have I think you're what 47 48,000 almost 50,000 followers yep. at this point and now you've been able to rebound and do you know pursue authentic yeah. Instagram yeah. growth and you even have a free Instagram growth course yeah right that you yep. you have on I think I saw that link on your Instagram so you want to tell us a little bit more about that yeah absolutely so I guess like I feel similar to you just in my heart is like I want to help moms do this because when I got started, nobody would help me. I reached out to people like, how do you do this? And they'd give me all those vague tips of like, oh, just post good hashtags and post pretty photos. And I was like, really? Like that's, that's all you can tell me. Um, and so I know a lot of people don't have tons of money either to throw at Instagram courses and all that. Like in the beginning, I didn't have $200 to blow on a course if I didn't even know if I could make it in this space. So my heart mm-hmm. is to help as many people as I can. And of course, like I love responding to messages when I can, but it takes a lot of time to write individual uh, messages and I'm writing the same thing every time. So I just decided, I was like, no, I need to put this out there. Like I need to talk some of this through. I need to put it out there. So um, I think I have like five or six uh, sessions right now and they're all about 20 to 30 minutes long and they are packed full, like get your notebook, get a pen and paper, sit down, take notes. I give homework. Um, I give you suggestions on like where to start, how to hone your voice to um, like get just really good ideas of where you, to being intentional about your page and not just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to post whatever I want. Um, so yeah, so that is, you can find the link through my Instagram page. There's, it just says like free Instagram growth course. Or if you go follow me on YouTube, that's something that I'm starting to work on and I'm I'm putting courses out there because I want to help people grow as best as I can. So obviously follow and follow bots are not your number one growth hack anymore these days. What is like a little like <laughs> no. teaser, teaser growth hack that you can tell listeners that could help them start growing their um, following and influence today? Totally. So something that I share a lot with people when they're like, you know, how do I even start getting out there? How do I get new eyeballs on my content? One of the things I tell them is go make genuine connections with other mamas who are kind of similar aesthetics to you, similar feel, um, similar size following count, and just go, hey girl, would you be willing to do a story share? I like for a couple of months, I mean, every week I would just kind of pound the pavement, look for new mamas that I was enjoying, um, maybe new moms I'd connected with or whatever. And I would just send them a DM and just be like, hey babe, you know, would you be interested in doing a story share? And all we do is like, I like to get on, um, show my face and just chat a little bit about the mama, you know, why I like her feed. Um, you know, so like, let's say I was doing you, Christy, I would get on and be like, Hey, you know, this is my friend, Christy. Gosh, I really love her photos. Um, she shares photo editing tips. Her, her babies are darling. And then she has Charlie who has some, um, hearing issues. And so she talks openly about that and she's getting into sign like, you know, like, and I would just gush a little bit about you, why I enjoy your page, why I enjoy following you. And then I'd show them, you know, maybe one to two slides of like some pictures of like your girls and just say like, Hey, go check out this mama. You might really enjoy her too. I get so many new followers that way. So many fresh eyes on my page. And it's 
it's real. It's genuine. It's me connecting with other mamas. We enjoy each other. We, you know, have similar content or whatever. So their followers, because they like them, may also like my page. And now you can't guarantee how many you're going to get. Some I've gotten 50. Some I've, I've gotten a couple hundred from these shares, you know, from 24 hour story share, I've gotten a couple hundred followers, which to me, I'm like for a free shout out from a friend to a friend. That's awesome. So that is one of my, my suggestions for like genuine growth is like, go find some mamas, make real friends and just go, Hey, would you be willing to do a story share? And I love that you touched on finding real moms and real connections and sharing personal, you know, personal little tidbits about them and not yes. just like, oh, it's story share follow Friday or what, what was the big one? Follow, yeah, Friday was- follow Friday. Yes. Yes. Where you just like take a picture and like, oh, follow all these moms. I'm like, I have. Yeah. It's nice. Hey, like, I like this mom. Like, yes. And she, why? you know, hilarious. Like, look at this post. And like, exactly. this is why I loved it. Like, go check it out. You'll probably like her too. Like that stuff definitely resonates yes. a lot more with and you're yeah. right. It's I think you also mentioned too on the beginning of that hack to find moms with a similar following count and like a, just mm-hmm. a similar following as you. And I think that's important too. It just makes it like it makes it more your audiences are more aligned and more similar. Yes, exactly. And you can be friends. Like some of the moms that I started out with years ago. I still chat with, we still regularly comment on one another's stuff. Like I've watched their babies grow up through Instagram. Like it's so fun. So you really can make genuine connections even through these like story shares and stuff. I 100% agree. I've actually found a lot of really cute mamas and and friends that way. So I yeah. think that is a great tip that our listeners can use today. And then what about like speaking of just Instagram growth and stuff and just because you are so honest and and use such candor with it. What do you think about, I'm trying to think of some of these other things I've seen out there recently that have been recent trends, like secret giveaways. Like, do you have insight on that to share with followers oh, or anything girl. else? Like oh the my follow God. and follow, secret giveaways. <laughs> spill, spill the tea, oh. girl. I want to know. I legit have insight on everything. I feel like I've done everything wrong so that I can share about <laughs> it and tell you what to do right. No, I'm not even kidding. And I'm just, I'm one of those people that I do my research. So any new growth tactic or ideas, I'm like, I am all on top of it. So yes, secret giveaways. Let's go there. Oh my gosh. Um, so again, I watched a couple of big accounts. You know, you when you get in this space long enough and you have certain moms that you kind of chat with regularly, you all just kind of know how many followers you have. So when there's a huge spike in followers, you go, whoa, girl, like, what just happened? Did you get shared on, you know, BuzzFeed? Did did one of your photos get featured somewhere? And so when I watched three different accounts go from about 40,000 to 60,000, again, in one to two days, I went, nah, uh 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 like, what just happened? So, yep, so I dug into secret giveaways, and that's when one of my friends started sharing about it because she knew one of the moms and was like, yep, um, you know, they signed up for a secret giveaway. And I don't feel like those are quite as popular anymore. I think people are realizing they're actually a really bad idea um, because a lot of those companies bought your followers. Like they would, it was the same thing as all like those bot accounts where you go and you buy 5,000 followers or whatever. They would do the same thing. So So what makes it secret? Like, 
Oh, yeah. Okay. So what makes it secret? Like what is it, what makes it like what is okay. a secret giveaway? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yep. That's a good point. Okay. So you buy in. So you find it's all shady. That's the thing. If you're if you're doing something that feels kind of if it feels secret and it feels shady, it's probably not good. So they would contact you and just be like, hey, we have a secret giveaway going on. You know, it's like 260 or something worth thousands of dollars to enter. So I buy into my spot. They put me in a group and then they get hosts. They get sponsors to um, post the picture. So I don't ever post the picture. So nobody would know, you know, where giveaways, it's like if I have a giveaway going on my page, people see the graphic and they go, oh, that's why she went up a thousand followers. You know, she just did such and such giveaway with a group of mommies. No, 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 I never post. There is no graphic on my page. That's why I was so confused. I watched all these mamas shoot up 20,000 followers in a couple of days, but they never posted a giveaway or anything. So I was like, okay, where are they coming from? So they get, so you pay in and basically you pay these big influencers to post. And they have like a million followers, you know, 500,000 followers, and they get paid to post this graphic on their page for 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it is. And that's how you get, you know, and then that refers them to the giveaway page. And then the giveaway page is following you and you get followers. So unless Unless people somehow followed that train and, you know, connected the dots, they would have no idea that you were ever a part of the giveaway. The problem is, is with these like hosts. So they'll pick people from like India or Australia or a lot of like Europeans, which isn't bad, but I'm based based in the U.S. And the companies who work with me are based in the U.S. And so, you know, granted to say like, they want U.S. customers. So when I have a huge portion of my following, like one of my friends doesn't share her statistics, like her, uh, you know, all the analytics, because mm-hmm. like I, th- I think like 12 to 13% of her following is from India because she did a mass giveaway and gained like 8,000 followers, but they were all from India, that looks a little suspicious mm. to people. So although, you know, on the front side, nobody would have any idea that my 10,000 followers are from India, on the back side, whenever a company asks you for your analytics, it's going to suddenly get really fishy when you have a giant population from wherever. That is such a good point. And number one, again, you are just blowing my mind with all of these <laughs> things. And- but it's true. Like as honestly, mommy, I'm sure the audience that you are targeting is pretty right. specific just based off right. of your Instagram name alone. So when you are working with companies, I'm sure they are thinking, honestly, mommy is pretty, pretty should honest. have probably <laughs> over 90% yeah. female following. And right. yeah. Oh yeah. I wasn't even going to touch on the honest thing, girl. I, I, oh. I, like I said, I think it's so awesome that you open up about it later and that you're using your experiences to like <laughs> make the space better. So girl, I'm not even, yeah. not even worried about that. I think it's awesome that you own it, but that is really interesting. It's just so important when you're on Instagram, not to compare yes. because you don't know who's, who's maybe doing secret giveaways or follow unfollow or pods or um I think you we were talking off the show about telegram which is an app that people will go to that to get more like drop I've never done a telegram loop but I'm pretty sure you drop a picture in and then people like it yep yep and there's there's groups in there that have thousands of people like you can go up a thousand or so likes and to me 
The frustration is, is it inflates your engagement, but it also puts you in front of the wrong crowd because a lot of it, it's all influencers or other like small shops. Well, again, like the people who choose to partner with me, they don't want other influencers or like small shops looking at their product. Like that's not who's going to buy it. They want real moms to see their product to again, hopefully connect with it and buy it. So not only is it inflating your engagement and giving like brands a false sense of like your numbers, but it's putting you, it actually, again, it stunts your growth on your account. Like the follow on follow method did for me. It stunts your growth because Instagram pays attention to who's liking your photos. So if all these small shops are liking my photos and all these influencers are liking my photos, that's who it's going to continue to show my photos to on the explore page. Well, they're, they're not interested in me. They don't want to follow me. Like you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, one way or another, being real and being genuine is the way to go. It is harder. And I still have posts that flop. I had a, you know, a sponsored post the other day that did not break 500 likes. That's depressing. That's seriously, that's kind of depressing. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. (laughs) It happens, you know, and I'm like, that's normal. And we need to stop making it seem like every single post is going to get thousands of likes because that is not normal. It is normal to get 500 likes on one. And then, oh, my post like two before that has 6,000 likes right now. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl, I, I am feeling the the waves of up and down as well right now. Right? Instagram is, is an interesting world. But I think you just hit the nail on the head and that especially if you're making a goal to work with brands and to monetize yeah. your Instagram, which I, I know you and I want to talk about a little bit, then these methods definitely put you at risk or put the brands at risk for just yes. not getting the right return on investment. And that's not fair to them either. Like no. if you're, right. you know, you wouldn't want to go to a restaurant that's being built a shady way or use any business that's using backhanded methods of running the show. So you want to, if you're going to treat your, your social media or your blog or your YouTube as a business, then you need to have some ethical, honest business, business um, etiquette. Well, I agree. So, So I love, I love that you touched on that. And so, like I was saying, like when we talked about you coming on the show, I know we were both excited to share a bit of honesty about working for free versus paid sponsorships and, you know, how much juice you get from this social media squeeze. And so I'd love to hear about kind of what that journey has looked like for you, like when you started out and what it looks like now at almost 50,000 followers. Yeah, exactly. No, man, you know, if I would have had any idea of where I would be today, like I tell people that all the time, like I feel so overwhelmingly blessed just by my Instagram account. Like I have bad days, you know, and like the trolls come out every once in a while. Like it sucks. There are times that it sucks. But for the most part, I feel like just the community that's gathered around my page is so enjoyable. And then on top of that, to be able to partner with brands where a lot of them I've really connected with, like I get to now, I've done started doing a lot of conference calls with brands because they're bigger contracts and they want, you know, like an extended contract where I'm posting a couple times a month or whatever. And so they really want to get to know you. So I'm getting to actually like talk to these people and get to know, I, I never, ever in my wildest dreams would have thought that I was here and would have thought that as a stay at home mom, I would be making 
the income that I am. Like I said in the beginning, like I got into this going, you know, if I could get a few free products, like the first time a brand reached out to me and it was, I think one of the very first ones was like a uh, baby soap company and they wanted to send me about $20 worth of product and they asked me for four posts in exchange for these like three products. Like, I mean, I got so ripped off. It wasn't even funny. I had no idea. And I was, my little heart was like literally bursting. I was doing the happy dance. I was freaking Oh my gosh, that's adorable. Yes. I know. Yes. And I worked so hard, right? You know, and I worked, I worked so hard at those four posts and like put my heart and my soul into them and made sure that I, you know, like got the, the product front and center and, you know, really talked. I like, I don't know. It was like one of those things where I'm like, gosh, and now here I am like, negotiating contracts for, I just, it's, it, it blows my mind. It, it absolutely blows my mind. May has been the biggest month I have ever had. And yeah, I can't, I just can't even, I can't even. So exciting. I know. (laughs) And that's, it's so exciting. And that's why part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast, because to be able to be at home with your kids and I say this all the time, just to be able to share things that you love and that you use and to get paid for it, like it does yeah. not get old. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting time we live in. And I for think real. It, I think it's awesome. It's awesome. Yes. People don't always understand it, but it is, it no, is really a cool right. thing to, to do. And to it's hard work. To- I think people don't understand the hard work that goes into it too. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's the point that I've gotten to now with – for a while, I struggled with the idea of charging for photos and it was hard on me, you know, cause I was like, gosh, they're paying me just to post a photo. And then now that I've gotten to this point where I'm like, brands are usually asking for, um, like creative concepts up front where I have to email them my ideas before I ever shoot, you know, so I mean, I'm emailing them concept ideas and then they're tweaking them or they're adding this or that. It takes time. It takes hours. And then on top of that, you know, like I have kids and I need to edit and I need to, you know, upload the posts and even responding to comments and keeping up with my DMs, like Mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours of time. So now I'm more fully understanding my own worth and why, why I feel like it is fair, you know, to ask to be paid. And on top of that, like my followers trust me and I've, I've garnered their trust over the time. So I'm like, I don't ever want to, you know, break their trust either by just posting too many. Cause I'm like, I get so many requests for sponsorships. And of course, a lot of them can't pay. I could take on tons, tons and tons and tons. You know, if, if I took on every free product exchange that came my way, I would never not post a sponsored post. Like if that makes sense, like I would always be posting something that was sponsored. So I'm like, part of my, my feelings is like, I want to be you know, good to my crowd too, and not like overwhelm them with everything was sponsored and everything's about a product and everything's about a something. Cause you could, you really could. Yeah. Yes. Um, Chrissy Powers, who I just recently had on the podcast as well. She mentioned something, the way she worded it, I thought it was so great. She said, you have to protect yourself and your time, but you also have to protect your audience because they're who this is going out in front of. And I was like, you know, that is such a good way to put it when you're trying to choose what you say yes to and what you say no to. And I just, I love that. I love what you guys are saying about this. And 
So what did it, when did it hit you? Like, I don't want to work for free anymore. I, it's not fair to me to work for free anymore. Um, Or maybe you still do sometimes. Like I, I, what does that look like? Very, very rarely do I, a lot of times, and that's, that's the fun part of being where I'm at. I really do get to pick and choose. Even in May, like I had so many sponsorships come my way that I did have to turn down even some paying ones just because I was like, I can't, I can't take on anymore. Like I am at my capacity and this is all I have. Um, But sometimes like a mom or pop shop will show up in my inbox or something. One of them for me is actually um, a company that makes headbands or I should say a lady. She's a mom. And it's called Meg Meg Soul Shop. And you'll see me wear headbands in all of my photos. And like, I'm constantly raving about them. I have a little coupon code that I share with everybody. I just love her. I love her headband. She sent me a few, just asked for like a picture, a shout out. And I was like, you know what? I love, I love headbands. I love wearing headbands. Sure, send me some. I actually reached back out to her. and was like, okay, I love these so much. I was like, can we just forever work together? Can you send me new headbands once in a while. I was like, I will share the heck out of them. And so we've just had this really fun relationship. I get nothing. I, I don't, I don't have like an affiliate code. Like when I share the code, you get 20% off, but it has nothing to do with like, I don't get kickbacks from it. I legit, she sent me a few headbands. I adore the heck out of them. So I share them. <laughs> so That's it's awesome. fun. Like yeah. it's fun to be at the point where you actually feel like you can even help you know, people. And so some, once in a while when there's like, um, my heart especially goes out to like charities or like mission work. Um, cause like my sister's a missionary in Thailand right now. And my family has always been very heavily involved in missionaries and like that type work. So a lot of times when like, when, when a company will reach out to me and they're like, Oh, you know, and we, we donate 10% to, you know, orphans in Africa or something. I'm like, Oh, you're tugging on my heartstrings right now. And so it's, it's fun to really get to, you know, work with companies that you actually feel like, like, like I, I connect with the companies that I work with. And yes, once in a while I do take on one that I'm like, eh, I feel like this one was a little bit more for the paycheck, but I do feel like my audience will be interested, you know, in the product or whatever. But a lot of times I truly choose ones that have like a message that I connect with or like they give back and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. It's really fun to, to be at this point and feel like I actually am also helping brands get their, their name out there and get their yeah, product out. And I feel like it probably feels really good to, to feel a little bit more in control over it. And just, yeah. Instead of being in the position where you feel like you have to say yes to everything, like you've, you've oh my gosh, grown yes. to the point where you're able to pick and choose and, and honor your time and honor the brands that you work with. So that is awesome. Like how many followers did you have? Would you say when you started getting paid gigs? I started charging around 15,000 followers, I believe. And that was because, again, I heard through the grapevine that other people were. And when I say I started charging, I think my first like paid gig was like $20. And I was very, <laughs> very proud of that $20. And I still am. Um, so <laughs> I think I... Yeah. <laughs> I think I started charging around 15,000 and then periodically as I grow, um, I would up my rates a little bit here and there. And so again, just because I, I think because I'm so honest with people. So whenever other like influencers will come to me and ask questions, um, I do get a lot of questions about growth, um, how much I charge, how to reach out, all that stuff. 
and I love sharing. So I will, I will share any and all information I have with these other influencers. They will be honest with me in return. So I've actually, you know, really gauged off other moms. Well, Hey, you know, this is what I'm charging. What are you charging? And so just to get a general idea of what the going rate is. So I don't overcharge, but also so I don't undersell myself because I didn't realize I, so in my newsletter, I write a monthly newsletter and I actually do focus on tips for growth. Um, you know, how to be an influencer. Like I try to give like all kinds of insider information. And a few months ago, I wrote a huge newsletter all about money. How much money did I make? How did I make it? You know, blah. I didn't give brand names or anything, but I just, you know, said partnership one and this is how much I made. I had a, a bigger influencer respond to that email. And she goes like, girl, you are so undercharging. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? And so she actually kind of opened my eyes to like, no, honey, you need to actually double what you're charging. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, I was blown away. I think mm-hmm. I was charging like $200 at like 30,000 people. And she was like, no, babe, <laughs> no, babe. So some of that, you know, like it was helpful. It was so helpful to me because I didn't want to rip anybody off. But at the same time, you get nervous reaching out to brands and asking for amounts where now I feel like I really know my worth. Um, and even because I work so hard on my content and really making it original to me, um, I feel really good about what I charge. I feel like it's a fair price. Um, but yeah, also that it's, it's fair to me and it's fair to them. And that's, yeah, I think finding the balance and brands will be very upfront with what their budget is anyhow. And yep. it, it never hurts to tell them what you expect and just negotiate and go from there. Are you open to sharing like what your average charge is for a post now with your uh, for almost 48,000 following? Oh man. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yes. put you on the spot. If you're not comfortable, no, you don't no. have to. I just think it's, it's always so interesting to hear. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. I really do like sharing. And so right now I charge between $750 and $800 per post. That does not include Instagram stories. That does not include exclusivity. And that also does not include if they want a rapid turnaround. So just in the past two months, um, again, just from talking with all these moms, I realized, number one, I basically wasn't charging for stories. And they were like, no, honey. <laughs> Number two, um, I yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't charging for exclusivity, where I was letting brands sign me into a contract for like let's say six months. Well, that takes business off your plate. Like if there's another you know company that, uh, a, oh my gosh, approaches me about a partnership, well, I'm now signed into a contract, and even though you know I got paid my what five hundred dollars or whatever. I'm locked in for months. And so I just feel like I've gotten a lot smarter about how um, I'm letting the brands kind of like take over my time or my feed. Um, Because even for like rapid turnaround, I have so many brands that approach me, you know, towards the end of the month, they're like, oh my gosh, like we want to fit you in to the end of May. I'm like, dude, you guys, we have what, seven days left in May. You're going to overnight me the product and you want, you literally want me to open it up take pictures, send them to you and post. That's not, that's not normal. Like that takes a ton of extra work. It's 
huge extra stressor for me, especially if I need my kids in the photos. I usually prep them. Oh my gosh, I know. It's so, it's such anxiety. Yes, exactly. And see like, you know, they don't know that. I'm like, if you don't have a five, three and eight month old running around and you're trying to force them into photos, then you don't know the headache that it is for me. So I'll just tell them, like, if you need a rapid turnaround, there's going to be an extra $200 fee. That's that. Like, because it makes it to me, I go, it makes it more fair to me. And it makes it more fair to my children that, (laughs) yes, that I'm asking them. Um, So I've just gotten a lot smarter with what I'm charging and not even letting brands lock me into contracts for six or eight months or whatever, if they're not willing to pay, if you're not willing to pay, babe, sorry, like you get two weeks. I will, I give two weeks around the time of the post. That's what I tell them. If you want more than that is a hundred dollars a week. Bam. Wow. I think that it's so important that you touched on that stuff because I don't think people even realize that there is stuff like contracts and exclusivity and rapid turnaround. And yeah, there is, it's a lot. I actually just recently got an agent to handle that because I was like, I I don't even have time to like read through the contract to see if it's a thing. I'm still looking for I think I'm definitely going to have to dig into those topics a lot further and give a little insight to people on that. And how do you get the brand work that you're doing? Do you reach out to brands and pitch or do they email you? Like I mentioned, Uh, I I use an agent now, but I know there's apps out there. Like what's your, what's your method? 90% of them. No, probably more than that. Probably like 95%. They all come to me. Um, They usually just send me an email. So again, like on my blog, I have a free resource thing. If you sign up for my newsletter, you will get an email that is going to give you a link to a page that all it is, is, um, platforms. It's platforms for influencers and you sign up on them and basically get your name added to the database. Um, which I don't, you know, like some of them like aspire IQ or gosh, what are some of the other ones? I don't know where you have to pitch brands. Basically you go on the platform and you kind of like submit. Yeah, I actually a- have a, a podcast episode about all of those Great. or about some, five of them that I am familiar yes. with. Yep. So I don't, I don't like those. I don't use them very, very rarely do I ever use those, but I think having your name in those platforms, I still think it's helpful because most of the time I'm like, how do these people find me? Like, it's not like they just go sit on Instagram all day and go, Hmm, influencer mommies. Like, you know, they, they have databases and stuff like that. Um, so I've signed up on, I don't even know, like so many platforms just to get my name out there. I'm like, I just put my name out there. Um, I have pitched a couple of brands. I do not have success with that, but I do have a good friend on Instagram who has incredible success with pitching brands. I think about 90 to 95% of her traffic or like her, uh, deals all come from, she pitches herself, she pitches herself and she gets paid. And I was like, how do you do that? You're amazing. You're amazing. Um, so okay, yeah, my you're going to have to, when we're done with the podcast, share who that yes. is with me so I yes. can reach out to her. Cause it sounds like oh, she people want to hear what she has to say. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I have picked her brain so many times cause they're like, you are a boss babe for sure. So mine basically all have started reaching out to me and I've started working with, um, a couple different like influencer marketing companies regularly where whenever they get, so like one of the gigs I got was with pizza hut and I worked through this certain company 
Um, and they just recently got me the Mother's Day campaign with Serta because they're like, hey, you know, we've been really enjoyed working with you and we think you'd be perfect for this campaign. So I definitely would suggest for people like when you're starting out, I mean, well, you want to just one way or another, do the, do your best work, work hard, um, you know, be kind to the people who are working with you, try to be friendly at at all possible, like meet your deadlines and all that because they'll come back to you. And I have this one lady who's come back to me with multiple campaigns for Pizza Hut and they pay every time they pay me. And then she came to me with a campaign for Serta, which has been my highest paying campaign ever. And I'm, I am straight up proud of the content that I put out yeah, for the Serta. Serta is a great brand. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And like the content was so much fun. I did a couple of like skits in my stories that went over so well and they just really were my personality and I got to be really funny and have a lot of fun with it. And I was so proud of the content that I created. Like, you know, where when, when that paycheck, when I cash that paycheck, like I feel so good about the partnership between us. And I know just working with this gal, her name's Leah, like we work well together. And she's told me like, you're easy to work with. I really enjoy you. Thank you for getting back to me in a timely, you know, manner or whatever. And so work really yes. hard, you'll build relationships. Yeah. And they'll start reaching back out to you. But yeah, that is awesome that you're able to get that many brands that come to you now. Like it's got to feel good to just know that the work that you're putting out there is being so well received and so desired and that you can work with brands that you're super proud to work with. Yes. And that is something that is so, so huge in being able to create purposeful content. Yes. Because if you're not feeling good about it, it's a lot of extra work and anxiety and, you know, it's you just don't feel as good about casting the yes, page. It yeah, not it's not. It's just not worth it. No, it's not. It's not worth it. Yeah, I've been there. You're There's been a couple of campaigns it. where I'm like, like, why did I even say yep. – Yes. Yep. But you know, you, again, you're, it, you have to think of it as a business and you have to care. You have to be fair to your commitments that you're making, but yeah. it's just so much easier when you're working with brands that you love and saying yes to things that make sense. It's hit you. Yep. Agreed. So, yes, yes, yes. Well, I think that people are definitely going to get a lot out of how to grow and how to work with brands and, and what making money looks like in this space. And for the last part of this podcast, it's kind of, kind of just like a rapid fire session of questions that I want to ask almost every every influencer that comes on the podcast. And the first sure. question, which is my favorite question, is what do you influence that you are most proud of? Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, obviously, mommies, because I have just – tons of mommies around my page. And I think it's the idea of like, I want to, I talked about in the beginning, like I want to encourage and up, uplift mommies and have a safe place that mommies can come and just laugh and know that the hard days are okay. And the poop days are okay. And, you know, just kind of like relate to one another and find that they're, they're good times, they're bad times. It's all good. So like that sounds kind of weird, but I, I do in a sense go like, I love, I love the community that has gathered around my page and I love influencing them to be, to know that everything's okay and it's all good. And yeah. And I love that you said like no judgment, <laughs> like that's like, no, the biggest no thing. Judgment. Yes. Like there's no perfect mommy out there. I, I don't Amen. care. So I, I love that you own that. Yes. <laughs> And then you do so much with 
I mean, between Instagram and your blog and YouTube, and you really put a lot of work into the skits and the videos that you make. It's not just talking in front of a camera. So how much time do you dedicate to social media and content creation? And like, what, what is your biggest time management tip to handle it all? I am now to the point where um, I am looking for a nanny to get help because I am transitioning into making this. Yep. I am transitioning to making this like a job. Like I want to work it like a real job. So I need some time. Um, Typically I find hours here and there, but I'm, I'm putting in 30 to 40 hours a week easily because nap times and bedtimes. I mean, as soon as the kids go to bed, I am on my Instagram answering DMS. I am emailing brands back. Um, you know, like in the morning, I usually, (laughs) I get up early, I go to bed late. I work all of nap time. Like it's craziness. It has been craziness, which is why I'm looking to start getting some help. And then my biggest like time management, or even when you start doing this, write lists, write it all down or like print it off, whatever you need to do. I, I live and die by lists every single day. I kind of get up in the morning. I'll kind of relook over my content list. Um, what photo deadlines are coming up, uh, what campaigns I need story stuff for or whatever. And I write myself a little list and I nail that list every day. Like there's, there is no choice for me. I have to stay on top of things here. And even I do my everyday stuff too. Like, Oh, I need to run this errand or I need to do this or whatever. Like I put my whole life is a list just to keep me going. And so I don't forget things. Cause Oh my gosh, mom brain is mom brain is no joke. It is a real thing. I am with you. I have to write everything down. I have to put a little yes. box next to every everything. And it feels so good when you finally like check off the box and say that it's done. But then it's also like so defeating when you don't mark off a box that you really hope to do for the day. (laughs) But then what do you do for time for yourself? Like how do you, like, do you have certain time that you set aside that you're like phones off? Like I I just need to refill my cup. And when do you get your me time? Um, Tuesdays are actually my day. Um, I started a couple months ago. I just told my husband, I was like, dude, I'm drowning between kids. He's a cop now. Um, and he's working nights again. So it's hard. He's sleeping a lot. And I am basically, I feel like a single mom sometime where I'm like, I'm parenting all the time by myself. And so we agreed a while back that Tuesdays would be my, my night off. And so basically when he wakes up in the afternoon, I peace out and he God bless his heart. He does not call me. He does not text me. I mean, unless the world is ending, that man, he handles. He he holds down the fort here and he lets me go and do whatever I want to. And I I have Steph's happy time and I go shopping and I go out to dinner by myself. (laughs) And yes, and so that's really my time. And then I usually usually I do really fine and I don't I don't really feel overwhelmed but there are nights just periodically randomly that I'll just go nope I'm not answering like I'll let myself get behind on my DMs or I'll let my emails go very rarely do I do this but once in a while like if I feel like my emotions or my heart isn't handling social media well for my own mental well-being I just go no nope and I'm I'm to the point where I know that that's healthy and it's okay to just have a random night where I just go screw it I'm not going to keep get caught up on my DMs tonight. I'm sitting in <laughs> and binge watching The Bachelor because that happens. Uh, <laughs> yes, no, I I am guilty. I I am a serial TV watcher. Like I have so many shows, and yes. that is how I unwind. 
it's true. It's like you have to put yourself and your family first. And that time is, it's precious. And whether it's spent, you know, binge watching Bravo TV or if it's, you know, whatever brings you, yeah, folding laundry. Yes, that stuff needs to get done too. (laughs) And it's hard. I'm like the worst, but it's hard to do it. I try to fold my laundry as I binge watch Bravo. So I feel like I do too. A little bit. Yes, I'm being productive as as well as binge watching. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know my husband probably won't be listening to my podcast, but if he did, he'd be rolling his eyes like you hold laundry <laughs> right? while you watch Bravo because that's like a rare sight that I've seen. Yeah, but yeah, I think <laughs> so. It's, it's just so important to to make sure you're still filling up your cup because it does get overwhelming. And I, I mean, oh my gosh, I can't believe the hours you're putting in. Like you definitely, I am praying for you to get a nanny or some help right now Thank because you. yes. You know, it sounds like you could like one post a month from how awesome you're doing can can yeah. go as an investment towards getting you that help, and then the rest you can you know reinvest in your yes. brand and what you're building. So, I am going to be praying really hard that 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 Thank good nanny you. comes your way very soon. Thank you. I just started the summer with a three day a week nanny, and that's been the best. Oh. I wouldn't have this podcast. I wouldn't be able to do yeah. it if it if it weren't yeah. for her. So it's been a blessing, and I will be wishing that for you. Yes. And then it's there. I think we've already touched on this, but maybe there's something else. This is one of my favorite questions. Is there a mistake you've made in your mommy influencer journey you would go back and change? So beyond follow and follow, like we all know that's a big mistake. Um it was being like everybody else. I I looked at all the and like okay, please let me preface this. I don't have anything against hipsters. I just I looked at all the hipster feeds <laughs> and all like the funky clothes and the linen and and I was like that's who I need to be. I need to look like them. I need to act like them. I need to have mushy gushy posts like them. And cuz that's what I saw people liking and engaging with and so I did that and I tried to force myself into what I saw as like the Insta mom box and it didn't work and nobody connected with me and I felt fake and my content struggled. And so over the past um, year, year and a half, I finally went, no, I need to be true to myself. I need to be true to my, like my color schemes and what I like and my style. And so the more that I've been myself, the faster my following grows. Like these, the the parody videos that I've been doing, that's nothing new for me. Like it's legit right up my alley. I I do stuff like that. I just do weird things. It's who I am. So the more true I've been <laughs> to myself, the more I've been okay letting my weirdness show, the faster my platform grows and the more loyal I feel like people are to me because they actually know me and they know I'm a real person and like they enjoy that. So just don't be afraid to be yourself, even if it doesn't look like everybody else. Amen. You don't want people to follow you who aren't going to like who you are. It just blows my mind. Right. Like, it blows my mind. I love that. And you are definitely one unique soul. And that comes across very clearly on all of your media. And I love it. I think it's so Thank fun you. to watch. Thank you. What's your biggest advice for someone who's starting from zero? Uh, well, it'd be the same thing. It would just be, be genuine. Yeah. Um, and I did a whole YouTube video all about like developing your voice and really honing. I tell people a lot to have one, um, like main topic. So like my main topic, like my umbrella would basically probably be motherhood. Like most of us are going to fall under motherhood. And then I tell them to pick two or three subcategories to really focus on. So like one of my subcategories would be humor. 
Um, gosh, what's another one that, well, for a while, like, and they can kind of flow with the seasons of your life. For a while, I focused a lot on pregnancy because I was pregnant and that was what I was doing. And so like kind of educating people on that. And so pick two to three subcategories. So you really hone your voice. So you're not all over the board. Cause so often I go on these pages and they're literally talking about everything and they want to get into like the body positivity movement, but they also want to get into yoga, well, yoga and body positivity. Those go together, but like, whatever. I don't know. I'm not making my, <laughs> I know. What you, I know. What you okay. They get into everything and they want to do a little bit of everything. And then you end up stretching yourself really thin and nobody really knows the point of your page. When people come to my page, I'm pretty sure they get the point very, very quickly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I think that's great advice. And it, it is true. Like it's, but finding a niche or finding something that, that you'd love to share and that you know a lot about, or that is just you, it makes it easier too. It, it does. Just, it does. This stuff, it just makes sense. You are, Content this is who you are. This naturally. Yes. Things yes. happen naturally rather than being forced. Yes. A hundred percent. And then finally, I know um, one of the biggest questions I get from a lot of people is equipment related. So what kind of camera do you shoot on? So I just in like three months ago invested in a real camera Um, and it's nothing special. I got it for vlogging. It's a Sony A5100, I believe, um, because it has a flip up screen Mm -hmm. so I can see myself while I'm vlogging. Um, so my biggest thing to people is, and I'm three years in and I am just investing in a camera. I'm like, don't, I wouldn't worry about a camera necessarily right off the bat. If that's not your thing. Like if you're not a photographer and you don't know how to use one or it's out of your budget, don't do it. Do it on your iPhone. If anything, go research apps. Like I use Lightroom. Um, I use Snapseed a ton. Uh, I also use for like all my um, photoshopping, like some of the tricky stuff that I do. I use an app called Enlight Photo, Enlight Photo Fox. Sorry, Enlight Photo Fox. Um, and yeah, I just learned how to get really good. I did the best I could with my iPhone and took pictures, and I learned how to edit them really well. And that's where I started. So I'm like in the beginning when you're just starting. Don't make your life miserable trying to buy a fancy camera and figure out how to use it or like to get people to take photos for you. Get your iPhone, buy a a Bluetooth remote shutter button. It's teeny tiny. You can hold it in your hand and click, click, click. It's awesome. A little stand and just go. Just go. Do it. It's true. Like people will put themselves in debt trying to get the right equipment, which like – Girl, us Don't moms, we have to buy diapers and food yep. and we're, you know, tr- we got enough to buy. Like if it's not within your budget, you, you, yes. we're, it's amazing. Like we're in a day and age where your iPhone takes do, such yes. good pictures. Amen. Like if you yeah. just invest in a good preset, like right. and, and an iPhone, right. you can just transform your photography. Yes. Do you use any or- presets or just those editing apps? Um, so I create my own presets in Lightroom. Cause again, that was kind of finding my own style. I like really clean, bright. Um, I don't always mess with the colors a lot. Now I've started messing with them a little bit more just for spring. I'm kind of bringing like a blush tone to some of my photos, but I really keep them pretty true to life. Um, so I've created my own and I just use my own preset. I did try a few like free ones and I've never found anything that I liked um, they always were too, they changed the the colors too much for me. So if you can't afford a preset, again, take some time, 
do your research and figure out your own preset. You can save them so easily in Lightroom and then it's so much faster to edit your photos. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, so much faster. And I love that like I just will like click on a picture and then go to the next picture and say apply yes. previous or whatever. Yep. And it's just like all the same. It's so easy. So and so that's, easy. that's a good advice. Just edit one picture, make it how you love it. And then yes. there you go. There's your preset. Yes. Are there any other apps that you use that make your life easier? Like a planning app for your feed or a list use- app since you're a list girl? Yeah. <laughs> right. I use Snug, um, which is one where it uploads your feed and then you can kind of preview what the next photo will look like. Um, just because it kind of gives you a general idea of flow. And especially when you're starting out and you're you're trying to learn. Like now for the most part, I know if a photo is going to look good there or two photos later. Like I can kind of tell where photos should go, but in the beginning you don't know. And so using something like snug, it's totally free. You just connect it to your Instagram and it uploads your, your feed and then uploads photos one at a time. Like, yeah, that's basically all I use. Uh, Yeah. I I use Planoly. I think it's something very similar to that, but it does like it sometimes, you know, it helps to visualize things and to see, especially if you're doing sponsored content, like you are, like you don't want sponsored content to be back to back and things like that. So I'll have to check out Snug. I haven't seen that one. And I know I could chat with you all day because I just love how open you are, but I I know you are a busy mama and you need to go. (laughs) Is it Tuesday? No, you had your mommy day yesterday. I did. I did. Yeah. So I'm all refreshed and like super duper happy. Good, good, good. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you. Absolutely. So like Christy said, my name is Stephanie Peltier, but you can basically find me on any platform as Honestly Mommy. And my blog is heyhonestlymommy.com. That's about it. Just look for the Honest Mommy. Honestly Mommy, that's me. (laughs) Sweet. Well, I appreciate it how honest you were in this podcast and just that you were so open to share things along the way that you thought would help other mamas. And I am definitely going to link your free IG course and um, your newsletter that you mentioned, because it sounds like you just have a ton of resources that these mamas can just dive into right away and wow. start start learning and, and going. Yep. Yep. And it's all free. That's the best part. So I know that's amazing. I love that. You're going to have to start charging people soon. This is good info. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Yes. Thank you for having uh, me. This is so exciting. Oh, I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, you guys. Is anybody else's mind as blown as mine is after listening to that interview with Stephanie? I just cannot say enough good things about how brave it was for her to come onto the podcast and be so open and honest with you guys because she really had to be vulnerable to share some of those tips and and strategies that people have used with social media and without her being so brave, you might not have known things like that were even going on. So Stephanie, you are just such a sweetheart and you definitely, definitely put the honestly and honestly mommy today. So I am so proud to have had that conversation with you. And I would love to continue the conversation further on Facebook. If you guys go to the Mommy Influencer Podcast Insiders Facebook group, I would love to hear if you guys know any more growth tactics that are a little bit shady that people have used. Um, 
And what else can we discuss? I mean, there's so, so much that she dug into in the podcast. So anything that you want to talk about further or really dig into a little bit more, let's go for it. Let's have that conversation. I am all about it. If you guys liked the podcast and you want to support me, please, please subscribe and leave a review. As you know, me and my family appreciate it so, so much. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in.